Welcome to the Life & Law Podcast. I'm Heather Mulder, former AmLaw 100 partner turned lawyer coach who, just five years into my legal career, found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. But I was determined not to become yet another lawyer burnout statistic. And so I redefined success on my own terms, enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I now help purpose-driven lawyers confidently retake control of their careers and create their next level of success and impact. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Life in Law Podcast. This is your host, Heather Mulder, and I'm excited to have you with me here today. So a question for you. Do you know the difference between working in your business and working on your business. No? That is what we're getting into today. And we are going to get into why it is so important to differentiate between the two because you should be doing both. Now, this might sound like something that is only applicable to private practice lawyers, but that is not true. This concept is definitely applicable to every single private practice lawyer out there, but it is also applicable to anybody who's in the C-suite or in any type of management where you really need to be thinking more about on the business type activities. And we're going to get into what the difference is between the two of those, what I mean by that in just a minute. This is something that I was lucky enough to learn very early in my career. I think in some ways it did come a little more naturally to me, but honestly, maybe not as naturally as I'd like to think. A lot of it had to do with some of the attorneys that I worked with early in my career because they seemed to differentiate between the two type of activities, and they definitely did both. And I kind of thought, well, duh, that's obvious. And of course you do both. But as I moved from my first firm to my second firm and started to get to know more and more attorneys, I realized that that wasn't necessarily the case and that a lot of lawyers didn't really look at it this way. Now, I will say we didn't really differentiate in the business versus on the business early in my career. That's a term of art that's kind of come to be known, um, I think, from a book that's out there called The E-Myth. So I do highly recommend that book if you've never read it. It's a great book, and I will put a link to it in the show notes. But here's what I mean by in the business versus on the business and why I think it's so important to differentiate between the two, understand them, and be sure that you're doing both. So working in your business includes your normal daily job activities. So client work checking email, getting back to people, having phone calls, conference calls, client-related meetings, negotiation of, you know, contracts, um, back and forth with opposing counsel if you're a litigator, administrative stuff, billing, invoices, hiring people, managing others, because we have to do that every single day, right? Dealing with conflicts that come up and so on. 
Also, certain types of uh, client development to-dos that you do on a daily or weekly basis, like following up with people that you need to follow up with or that you want to follow up with, that kind of stuff, all of that is working in your business. It is the day-to-day stuff that you must do to get, you know, your job done, okay? And regardless of whether you're in-house or private practice, you've got lots and lots of things pulling at you that are in the business type activities. Now, working on your business is more long-term strategic planning, goal-setting, financial forecasting, um, strategic alliances, including putting together collaborative teams for business building or for new uh, proposals within your business, professional development activities for additional learning and development for you, um, setting up you know, automations and systems so that you can do your job better and more efficiently, creating a strategic vision, that type of stuff. So this includes things like the why. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this this way? Is there a better way to do something, right? It's the time that you need to forecast, to think about your bigger picture strategic vision, and then get some things in place so that you can actually take the time to work on those things, okay? It's also the time you need to measure progress and think about, do I need to pivot? Do I need to course correct? That kind of thing. And so regardless of where you are, you really probably have on the business activities. Now, every private practice attorney needs to have on the business activities because even if you are part of a big firm, your practice is ultimately your practice. You want to make sure you have a business of your own that you can take with you if you decide that, you know, your place of employment, your current firm is not working for you. And so a lot of those on the business type activities you need to be doing for yourself, for your practice, so that you can move around if you need to, right? But you also should be doing these types of things for your group, right? For uh, maybe you have a practice group that you're either a part of or even running, you should be thinking about these things. And even if you're not the head honcho, you probably should be thinking about, well, what's my place in this group? How can I, you know, make a bigger name of myself? How can I move up? That kind of a thing. So you definitely want to be thinking about your on-the-business activities, and you need to be doing this on a regular basis. Maybe not daily, but you do need to be setting aside time for it right it's important now if you're in-house same thing especially if you are in management if you are in a leadership position if you are in a c-suite especially position you need time for this type of strategic thinking and planning for the business that's part of what you need to do it's probably part of your job and so you want to make sure that you are taking that time the problem we have and the reason why I'm asking you to pull these two things out and differentiate between the two is several things. Number one, it kind of takes a different part of your brain to really be 
focusing on it, right? Working on your business is different than working in your business. The in your business stuff is the day-to-day stuff that's constantly getting in your way, usually, from doing the on your business activities. And yet the on your business activities are so important because if you do not give time to it, you end up kind of flailing around. You end up with no long-term strategic plan or vision. Or maybe you had one, but it's been so long since you've really taken the time to think about these things and work on them that you're flailing more. And maybe things have changed and the vision needs to change and be different, but you're not taking the time to do that. This is why it's so important to pull these two things out. Also, unfortunately, working in your business is always the stuff that we tend to focus most of our time for because it's it's the stuff that other people are constantly on us for. You know, are you ready? Are you meeting a deadline? Um, are you going to have it, you know, ready? You've got a call you need to have. You've got negotiations going on. You've got, you've got things going on that are constantly in your business. And so it's really important to set them both apart and be really clear about what's in versus what's on so that you can continually remind yourself on how important working on the business is so that you then remember to take out time for it, right? Because if you truly want to succeed in your career, you must make time for on the business activities. It's vital to staying focused on what's most important and continuing to do that important work. It's vital to making a bigger impact, a bigger difference. We talked last week about how often people come to me wanting more purpose, wanting to regain that bigger sense of purpose that they once had. Well, I got to tell you, ensuring that you work on the business and not just in your business is actually kind of another way. And it's funny because I didn't think about this when I was recording that episode. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, highly recommend you go back and listen to it because it is really important. But this is another way to kind of help keep up that sense of purpose that you have because a lot of times the on the business activities are the bigger picture mission that is important to you and so ensuring that you keep that front and center means putting time towards it which then helps you to stay focused on what's truly important not get off track as easily and to help with your motivation and happiness levels all right so Now that you hopefully understand the difference between what working in the business versus working on the business is, the question becomes, well, how do I ensure that I am working on the business enough, right? Because we have deadlines. We all have clients. Even if you're in-house, you have clients. You may call them something different, but it's very similar, right? You have people making constant demands of you and your time to put your attention towards whatever it is that they need. And none of those things are on the business activities. (laughs) So how do you ensure that you do keep your eye on that and that you do, you know, have time for long-term planning, thoughts, and all of that? Number one. First and foremost, you want to clarify what your on the business activities are. Create categories 
okay? So that you're very clear around what it is that you need to be doing when it comes to on the business activities. And this is somewhat going to depend upon your current stage, like how far along you are and status, um, your place of employment, whether you're in private practice versus in-house. But depending on where you are, there are going to be some very clear categories for you. So categorize them and get really clear on what each one of them means. So here are a couple that I want you to think about. Long-term planning and strategy towards your goals. So your own personal and professional development. Long-term planning and strategy towards your goals. Also, depending on, you know, your status and stage, you may have long-term planning and strategy for your group or your company or your firm. Really depends on where you are. Strategic alliances and collaboration. Automation and systematizing. That's a category. It's good. So I've talked before about business development and how follow-up is key, right? Well, to follow up with people regularly, you want to have some type of a system. Makes it easier, right? So that would be one. So think about what are your on the business activities and categorize the three, four, five categories, six categories that you have. You may be in charge of some type of financial projections or, you know, measurement. That would be one as well. So think about it because you need to know what they are so that you can then discover, okay, what type of time do I need to spend towards each one of these? Because not all of them need a lot of time, but they do need some regular checking in, right? And time for thinking about, okay, where am I? What have I been doing? Is it working? Is it not? For, you know, measurement of progress for your on-the-business activities and determining what changes you may want to make to these activities moving forward. So step number one is clarify your on-the-business activities. Then time block for strategic thinking and planning. So this is your free space for thinking. And it's going to depend on what your categories are as to how you do this, as to how often you do this. Maybe you need an hour every week to just sit down and go through these things and measure them and see where you are and think about them. Maybe you need two hours per month. Maybe you need a half hour a day for something. I don't know. It's going to somewhat depend upon, you know, what your on the business activities actually are. And again, your current stage and status. But set aside time for strategic thinking and planning. And sometimes it's just a half hour of free space to think. I had a client once who realized that she needed she needed at least 45 minutes of quiet time every week that was just for her, where she turned off her email, didn't even look at it, where she got, she turned off the inner office kind of stuff. She was in-house. She turned out off the inner office um, system where people could get a hold of her. She shut her door. She forwarded her her phone. This was her time to just think. She was in a senior management position and she needed 
that time for her brain just to like go. And that's where some of her best ideas for her long-term planning for her group came from. So time block for strategic thinking and planning purposes. And again, it's going to somewhat depend upon, you know, what it is that you've got in front of you as on the business activities and how often you can take. But definitely be sure that you're doing something at least weekly. Because if nothing else, you should have some goals, (laughs) right? You've got some goals for yourself and you need time to check in and time to work on those goals and move them forward. All right, so those are your first two steps. Step number three, plan around your outcome, not your daily task list. So here's what I mean by that. You have certain long-term strategies and goals, both your individual ones and then maybe your group or your company, your firm, whatever you're on the business type activities are, right? You've got these kind of bigger picture things that you are working towards. Start with the goal that you're working towards. Break it down if you need to so that you're not going too far out into like 90-day periods. And then determine what needs to get done this week to get you closer to that 90-day goal. Your to-dos should include at least one thing per day that get you closer to that. We talked about this in prior episodes. Back in episode number 47, my goal planning system, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And then in episode number 48, when I had Sarah Light, who is the founder of Soul Planner, um, how to plan to succeed, we talked about this as well. The reason for this You want your outcome in mind, first and foremost, so that you can ensure that you're truly prioritizing these bigger picture activities as part of your daily to-dos or at least your weekly to-dos and not just the daily work that's coming in and the emergencies that get you pulled every which way. Because if you don't do this, then you're never going to get to your bigger picture stuff that's important to you. That's important to achieving the goals you want. That's important to your firm or your company or your group. So start with the outcome in mind and move back from there. That's what I mean by plan around your outcome. Do not allow your day-to-day to get in your way of doing that. And again, if you need more specifics about how to do this, we went step by step into this in respect of your goals in episodes number 47 and 48. So go back and listen to those, okay? Number four, delegate as much as you can. This is something us lawyers really suck at. We think that we have to do it all and all on our own. It's better if I do it. I do it better than the other person. No. Think about what the best use of your time really is. And when you consider that, be sure to consider both the in the business and the on the business stuff. And here's the deal. The higher you get 
the more time you need for on the business activities and the less time you should be spending on a lot of the specific in the business. Your job starts becoming more and more about on the business than in the business, the higher you go, right? Now, for practicing attorneys, yes, you still have work. And even, I know at my firm, even managing partners of offices often still had their own practices. So they were still practicing law and they had lots of in-the-business activities, but yet they had tons of on-the-business activities as well. And so the ones who were the most successful, and by successful, what I mean is happy and not totally burned out and overwhelmed, understood that they needed to have great teams around them and delegate every single possible thing that they could, both in the business and on the business. Because here's the funny thing. Yes, you need to be the one to do a lot of the big picture strategic thinking for your own on the business activities. But oftentimes, there are specific tasks that go along with that that you can offload. So for example, if you are trying, if you're a private practice attorney and you're trying to build your book of business and you're trying to put together a system for follow-up, everything does not have to be done by you. You may have somebody, you know, within your office, a paralegal or a secretary or some other support staff who can really help you with staying on top of things. And with putting together a good system that works for you, right? So utilize them and utilize the strengths that they have to help you systematize and automate stuff as best, you know, you can. And then to take over and to do things. So perhaps after every networking event, you take five minutes while you're in the car before you drive off to make a couple of notes on on cards that you have. I used to do this sometimes, right? If I met somebody and I collected a card and before I left, I would jot down just a couple of things about the person that I learned so that I would remember who this person was. Well, then you can hand that over to someone else when you get into the office the next day to input it into a spreadsheet that you guys have made. That helps systematize it. You don't have to be the one to do it, right? They can do that for you. And that's just one example. There are lots and lots of things that you can delegate. Anything that you don't need to be doing, you shouldn't be doing. Focus in on the things that you need to be doing that utilize your skills, your strengths to the best of your ability, that you enjoy doing, that are part of your job, right? Don't take over other people's jobs. Let them do theirs. Make sure that you really help to develop the people around you as much as possible by delegating. You're going to be helping them. They're going to be a lot more motivated to come to work when they feel needed and when they feel like they belong because they will belong when you're allowing them to utilize their gifts and skills and strengths to your benefit. And it's going to help you out, obviously, too. What I'm really talking about here is taking control of your career and your practice not just in the short term, but for the long haul, okay? It's necessary to do both of these things to have that control. And I know I've mentioned this before. People come to me all the time. 
I need more control. It's a big complaint that I hear from a lot of new clients. I feel like I have no control over my practice. This is one way to take better control, right? Be really clear about what you're in the business versus on the business activities are. Make sure you are spending time on those on the business activities, on really thinking about it, on planning, on measuring, on tweaking, on moving forward on those. It's going to create more energy. It's going to give you more motivation. It's going to be a lot more fun because you're going to see that bigger picture purpose and impact as a result. And yes, it means letting go of some things and delegating and letting other people take over to do the things they do best on your behalf. Okay, so today was a little bit shorter episode. I hope it really helped you open your eyes to this concept. And for you private practice lawyers out there, I have a question for you. What if I offered you a way to make both working on the business and in the business easier? Yes, easier. Not feeling stressed, not feeling overwhelmed, but instead feeling more confident and even having more fun. If you are ready to learn how to do both, (laughs) so that you can grow the business you actually want and make more money without feeling like you've given up your life to your practice, then I invite you to check out my attorney mastermind, Elevate. It is still ongoing. I am going to be wrapping up interviews and um, wrapping up this round of it in the next week or two. So please definitely go check it out if you are interested. Go to coursecorrectioncoaching.com forward slash mastermind application to apply now and find out more about it. And I will have a link to the mastermind application in the show notes. All right, that's it for this week. Next week, we are going to talk about how to have more influence at work. So definitely join me then. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life & Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a follower or subscriber, be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both Life & Law, including the Life & Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.